0: Gig workers are Uber drivers, like I mentioned, code writers, journalists, YouTubers, adjunct professors, nurses, editors, accountants, babysitters, truck drivers, political campaign workers, authors, IT workers, event coordinators, business consultants, airplane pilots, sound and light technicians, and even Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade Santas. We realized very quickly that something in the world had changed. And there, there were millions of workers around the world that have decided to leave regular employment and look for more flexible options. So roughly speaking, the gig economy is the group of workers that are outside the traditional system. These are um, people that are willing to do some task, some job, some short-term gig that has no long-term commitment. And the people that purchase those services also enjoy that they're not hiring an employee that they're gonna have to try to retain and engage them in the work. They just know I'm hiring this person for a short amount of time, they're gonna do their work, and then they'll either be gone or I'll hire them again. When you hire a gig worker or maybe organizations translate this into a contract worker. You pay them, we, we come up with an agreement, this is how much I'm gonna pay you. At the end of it, I write you a check, and say la vie, right? I don't have to talk to you anymore. You got your 1099, I'll give you at the end of the year. Um, and I don't have to be concerned with you. And on, I, I'm not uh, suggesting that organizations take advantage of workers. But what I'm saying is there are gig workers out there that wanna work. Um, there's no reason to try to compete against these comp- companies. You should hire them. Really the term gig, uh, I think we all know in our in our minds is that garage band or that, that band that is gonna get a gig down at the local bar. But the gig economy has grown largely uh, to include Fortune 500 companies hiring gig workers. And from what I can tell, in watching tiktok and gig workers on youtube is those that um, work hard are pleasant uh, have good customer service those are the ones that are doing well
1: greetings and welcome to the new world of work podcast this is podcast number 10 unbelievable so now we're going to have another great podcast talking about managing human resources in the gig economy. So I'm joined by Dr. Bob and Bill Garrison, and I'm your host, Dr. Dr. B. So I'm going to turn it over to, uh, to Bill Garrison to lead us off. But what I, what I did want to mention real quickly is that we have um, more than 50% of the U.S. is going to be moving to the gig workforce, by 2027 so this is significant so let's learn about uh what the gig economy is about
0: bill awesome well i, I also want to say we we appreciate all of you that uh have subscribed to the youtube channel and uh subscribe to us on podcasts, giving us ratings we really appreciate those five star ratings and love to hear your comments um so thank you all for that again uh, we we are excited about talking about the gig economy and in fact I think the book itself the the new world of work that'll be coming out um, later this this year uh, was started the whole concept of it was started because uh, dr Bob and I saw all this stuff about the gig economy this gig economy and what the heck is a gig economy right and and uh, we realized very quickly that Something in the world had changed and there there were millions of workers around the world that have Decided to leave regular employment and look for more flexible options. Somehow they're able to uh, come up with enough money to sustain them without having to have a employer and a boss and a regular paycheck They've streamed together all these things and put together all these things. Um, one of the, the funniest ways I've seen this, I, I've watched uh, gig workers on TikTok. Uh, this is a very current, right? I'm, I'm very current, up to date on, on what the young kids are doing. They call it a side hustle. You remember those <laughs> days? Yeah. So they put together a few side hustles, and some of these uh, gig workers, uh, uh, they create TikTok accounts and People listen to their advice. They, Some of them have YouTube channels and, and all these different things. And so it's if you ever wanted to know the mindset of a gig worker, it's out there. there there's tons of people sharing their thoughts, sharing their experiences, and, and they love that. So, so roughly speaking, the gig economy is the group of workers that are outside the traditional system. These are um, people that are willing to do some task, some job, some short-term gig that has no long-term commitment. And the people that purchase those services also enjoy that they're not hiring an employee that they're going to have to try to retain and engage them in the work. They just know I'm hiring this person for a short amount of time. They're going to do their work and then... They'll either be gone or I'll hire them again. And uh, I think the best way we can all relate to this is the idea of getting an Uber, right? Uh, We used to hail a taxi, and now we realize that Uber, uh, for the most part, why they became so popular is because the drivers smelled better, the cars smelled better, they were clean, (laughs) and it was cheaper. And it was like, why would you ever take a taxi ride again? So as an Uber rider, I'm interested in hiring a driver. I need a driver to drive me from one place to another. But I don't want to hire a driver. right? I don't want to employ a driver. pay, uh, Pay them benefits, pay them a salary that will keep them happy, all these things. I just need one ride, one way. And so what has happened is there were plenty of other people that said, you know what, you know, be neat. I have this car and I'm making these car payments and it's a nice car. I like cleaning my car and I like people. You know, it'd be cool as if I could find somebody to give them a ride. And after I drop them off, I never have to see them again. And they said, so while Uber has done, the company Uber has done is <laughs> provide us the tools to connect each other. but, I hire that driver. I never have to see that driver again. The driver uh, decides to give me a ride. As a rider, he never has to see me as a rider again. That is the gig economy. Bill, Bill I,
1: if I could add to that, that's that's wonderful. Um, my wife and I, we like we love to travel a lot, and so when we travel, we you know we we take Ubers all over the place, right? And but I you know I'm going with my wife. I want to make sure that she's comfortable and she's safe. And what I like about Uber is. As soon as they acknowledge you, as soon as you you know, say you need a pickup, you can see where the driver's at. You know what kind of a car he's driving. You know what the you know the driver's name. You know his license number, and you and you and we can verify on our phones that he's going in the right direction. All those things together make me feel safe, and and thus my wife feel safe. So I, I appreciate that. And then there's always a, a variety of different characters and, and, and cars and some of them are super nice too. So Uber is just a great example.
0: Yeah. And, and really the term gig, uh, I think we all know in our, in our minds is that garage band or that, that band that is going to get a gig down at the local bar, but the gig economy has grown largely uh, to include Fortune 500 companies hiring gig workers and um, several people all over the world offering their services on a gig basis. And so uh, it's it's very valuable. This is not just for people doing a side hustle. This is not just for um, the Uber ride. It's right. such a solution to the, uh, the digital age, the way that workers want to be hired they want to work when they want to work, those types of things. And companies should take advantage of this for sure.
1: Well, in fact, 80% of large U.S. companies plan to increase their reliance on that flexible workforce. That's, so that's exactly what's happening.
0: And the state of California is afraid of it, right? <laughs> uh, state of California actually put together a ABC test. We won't go into details of that, of that right. now, but uh, the ABC test says hey, if you're going to hire a contract worker, that's basically how they view a gig worker. They have to um, not be some of your core business, these types of things. And so they're very concerned about um, the impact of the gig economy. So it's very strong. It's growing. uh, The opportunity is there. And from what I can tell in watching TikTok and gig workers on YouTube is those that... um, work hard are pleasant uh have good customer service those are the ones that are doing well so
1: that's the other thing about it we get to rate them right and if they don't have good ratings by their customers they won't get uh they won't get the jobs
0: yeah so so um there's all sorts of gig workers i mentioned this this is actually straight from our book Uh, gig workers are uber drivers like i mentioned. Code writers, journalists, YouTubers, adjunct professors, nurses, editors, accountants, babysitters, truck drivers, political campaign workers, authors, IT workers, event coordinators, business consultants, airplane pilots, sound and light technicians, and even Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade Santas. That's right.
1: In fact, uh, I think Forbes magazine said that 36% of the U.S. workers are now in the gig economy. Dr. Dr. Bob, when you
0: look at this list of gig workers, which one seems, uh, which one do you think people think there's no way you could be a gig worker doing that job? That's a very good question. And I'll see if I can answer how they are with gig workers.
2: I want to answer it in a kind of convoluted, circular manner. Okay. Having been in HR for a long time. You know, I was thinking while you guys were speaking, formerly in the old days, so to speak, the workforce consisted of mostly majority regular workers, full time workers, okay, both exempt and non exempt, okay, they were employed by the company for a career, okay. And usually flexible workers in the previous days were temporary, temporary workers who came from temp agency to fill in and usually lower level, uh, non-exempt work. Okay, clerical work, typists. In my days when I was head of HR for a company that had a factory, we had a lot of temp agencies filling the pipeline for assembly workers in the manufacturing floor. In the old days, I don't think the flexible workers, temporary workers were professionals. Professionals of all were regular workers. The sea change that has happened is that professional workers, and you have a lot of them listed in your list here, are also flexible gig workers now. Employers are ha- hiring all the way up to executives, you know. Executives can also be hired for a for a not a long term but for a short term assignment to fill an executive role like CFOs for hire, a what chief people officers for hire, okay? Mm-hmm. They are not regular employees of the company, but they're gig workers in that they get Engaged, contracted to fill that role for some short period of time. Okay, they're not even consultants in the old old days. The word was consultant when we hired a third-party expert. But these are gig workers who are who fulfill permanent roles temporarily. That's a great definition. Who fulfill fill permanent roles temporarily Hmm? yeah and i i was uh that's a new definition i came up with here
0: i was remembering this last weekend with my uh teenage daughters we rewatched the movie father of the bride from 1991 with steve martin and uh his daughter comes home from being in rome and she says hey daddy i'm getting married and He's hating this concept, right? He doesn't want to see his daughter get married, and she. He says, "Well, what does he do?" And he. She says, "He's an independent communications consultant." And she. He goes, "That's code for unemployed, right? That that means you're just a made up job." Um, and but then later there's a scene where she says, "Well, it's not that he's unemployed. It's that he costs so much that no one person could hire him, right." <laughs> Uh, and so what he's doing is doing short little contracts for uh, a bunch of organizations. Well what you were just saying right now, Dr. Bob, is that um, they, are, they are filling these roles or probably more a legal definition would be that they are performing tasks that typically would be a, a job, right? But they're doing these temporary um, tasks and playing these temporary roles. It's very possible that that same person could be hired by three or four companies simultaneously.
1: Which brings up a good point. Um, I just want to mention that there's, there's another side of that coin, and there's some disadvantages of working in the gig economy as well. So these people, as you said, they could be working for multiple companies, so there could be some ethical issues there. And then for those gig workers, what about the lack of benefits? Right, right now, you know, we work for large companies, so we've got medical benefits, we've got vision, we've got dental care, and and four hundred one k. So these gig workers, although there's that flexibility, uh, and and uh, the excitement of working for all these different companies, but they they on the other side they lose benefits. So we have to keep that in mind as well. How do we solve yeah. that?
0: Yeah, I've, I, in fact, some of the TikTok uh, TikTokers, I guess is what you call them will say, hey, you know, it's this all looks glamorous, but um, gas is not the only thing that you have to pay for. Remember to save money for your tires, and uh, remember that you're basically uh, 1099 or self-employed. You better save money for taxes. And um, what I have seen some of them suggesting is uh, for a long-term economic stability, uh, financial stability, is they're um, recommending they go and invest in the stock market or get mutual funds or these type of individual retirement accounts, uh, which is the same thing we tell employees, right? We don't say, hey, you go work for somebody full time and what will happen is they're going to employ you for the rest of your life. And when you retire, there's going to be a pension waiting for you. Um, We've already told full time employees there's no pension. So you better figure out retirement on your own. We'll contribute (laughs) to your retirement. And when we lay you off, you will be able to take that retirement and go take it to your next job. Right? Um, And you have benefits in so long as you are a a working, positive member of our organization. Mm
1: -hmm. But the minute
0: you lose your job, you lose your insurance too.
1: What about unemployment? Right. So so if you work for a corporation, you work for a business, you're paying uh, that unemployment insurance. Your company is taking care of it for you. You're paying a percentage. They're paying a percentage makes it cost effective. So thus, if you ever get laid off, you you get to claim uh, you get that benefit of unemployment. But if you're a gig worker, you don't you're not paying into it. Thus, You're not going to receive unemployment.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to flip this on its head. That's an actually uh, a good consideration for the gig worker. Um, from an organizational standpoint, the uh, the risk that you were just talking about is shifted to the employee, right? So um, when I hire a full-time employee, I have to pay for their disability. I have to pay. And I, I do all these things. But really what I'm doing is I'm withholding that money from them legally and I'm paying it to the government. I'm taking disability from them. I'm withholding their some of their um, money, their taxes, and I'm paying the tax on their behalf to the government. Um, when you hire a gig worker, or maybe organizations translate this into a contract worker, you pay them. We, we come up with an agreement. This is how much I'm going to pay you. At the end of it, I write you a check, and say la vie, right? I don't have to talk to you anymore you got your 1099 i'll give you at the end of the year um and i don't have to be concerned with you and on i i'm not uh suggesting that organizations take advantage of workers but what i'm saying is there are gig workers out there that want to work um there's no reason to try to compete against these companies you should hire them um i i i think one of the the one of the things that is that could occur let's say you're starbucks and sure it's difficult to make drinks right but there's somebody that needs to clean the lobby there's somebody that needs to ring up the things like this clean the bathrooms what if you just said uh you know we have several positions here at starbucks that are four-week commitments you work with us for four weeks while you're here you get a discount um, and we're going to pay you for that four weeks, and at the end of that four weeks, we can choose to part ways. Both of us can part ways. Let, let me
1: um, let me put this question out to Dr. Bob because we got these new gig workers, more than one-third of the economy now, and they um, are perhaps accepting positions as a gig worker, but they need to... They're, they're running a side hustle. They're running their own business. How? What's the best way for them when requesting money to include their, the cost of benefits, the, the things that they would be receiving if they were working for a corporation. So they now need to, to negotiate their salary. How, how do they, any recommendations on how they can best do that?
2: Uh, as I have been listening to you guys and putting my HR hat on, yeah. I think there are many unanswered questions. As I was just thinking about this, while you were talking, I was thinking about this, Uh, many unanswered questions, but first answer, quick answer, is we have a chapter in our book called The Human Cloud, uh, where we talk about the software platforms that have cropped up all over the place to manage the back office of gig workers, okay? A gig worker signs on to this platform like Upwork. And Amazon also has one called Amazon Turk, Mechanical Turk. And the other human cloud platforms are cropping up. A person who wants to find a gig goes through these platforms. Okay. The platforms do the contractual agree. Mm relationships with the employer the platform pays the gig worker and it and provides the gig worker with benefits etc etc mm-hmm. so the gig worker is an independent worker who whose conduit to jobs is are these platforms uh, that provides them medical plans payroll processing, et cetera, et cetera. So, so the human resource process for gig workers seems to be packaged and outsourced to the platforms, okay? They are human resource, payroll services, benefit services not done by the in-house HR department. They, It's almost like a the distinction that temp agencies did these for temp workers in the past when I was a live HR person, okay? Uh, we used to have lots of temp agencies working for us to find non-exempt assemblers, etc., clerical backup. Mm-hmm, okay. But now these human cloud platforms uh, are catering to the professionals, the higher-ups, okay? For example, I am part of a gig platform called Gearson Lehman. Hmm? It's a platform for consultants, business consultants, high-level consultants. I have registered on that platform. That platform finds me gigs. Hmm? I am a member of the platform. They pay me, okay? They pay me the check, okay? Uh, they find me the work. They pay me. I am not supposed to contract with the employer. They contact for me. Okay, so they are sort of temp agencies with a new, new, new dress, new, new presentation, new form. Okay, and you're not even a millennial.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and and we were talking earlier about rating the rider, and rating the driver in an Uber transaction. On the human cloud, the individual, Dr. Bob in this case, sets up a profile, says this is who he is, uh, the type of worker he is, his credentials, whatever that may be, and he sets a rate for himself. Or the, cloud, the human cloud may even decide by looking at him what he's worth in the marketplace. And then he does a job and... After his first job, he gets rated on that job, and then as he does more and more jobs, he becomes a five-star consultant at a price that someone's willing to pay. Man, all the guesswork's done, right? And I'm not having to make a huge commitment. I'm not hiring Dr. Bob as a long-term employee. I'm gonna hire him for what I need him to do, and then when I'm done, I don't have to keep him around and find another role for him to do, all these things.
2: So the legal, the legal connection, the employment legal legal connection. When you hire a regular employee, that the employee is at employee at will, you know, at will employee. There's a legal relationship between the employer and the employee. Okay, employee. That is a regular worker. The gig worker is not an employee. Hmm? it's uh there well, the word gig worker is a new word for temporary workers, contract workers, etc, flexible workers.
0: Yeah, I noticed you were struggling to find the term for it and you were going through the Bureau of Labor Statistics website in your head and you're going there's not even a category for what I'm trying to describe, right?
2: I I'll tell you where we are leading and why our book is such an important book for HR and others business leaders to read and understand. There is a sea change in employee relations, okay? It has happened in the last 10 years, I would say. I see the future workforce to be a small cadre of regular full-time employees Okay, small cadre and then talent, acquiring human talent as and when it's needed. Mm -hmm. So from, therefore, what has happened now, employment recruitment, employee recruitment, which was a regular function of HR, has changed, has put on new clothing, and is call, calling themselves talent management. So talent management specialists are specialists in acquiring human assets, human assets as and when needed, which includes regular employees, gig employees, flexible employees, temporary employees, etc. So the talent management talent acquisition specialist is a human asset acquisition specialist, not an employee acquisition specialist. Okay, so that is the sea change that has happened. And our book presents a process to manage the variety and different talents, which includes regular employees, And these wide variety of gig flexible contract workforce. Manage the employee relations, the employment conditions, etc. So that is the sea change and we present in our book a new model called the human asset lifecycle model. Where it's not a human resource management model. It's a human asset lifecycle model because the workforce composition of the modern work, workplace in the last 10 years and going forward will be significantly different. It will not be regular employees. Most companies will have a minimum core core group of regular employees, essential work em, employees, and the rest will be as and when. The talent is needed. Now, having said all this, Bill, you, in your conversation, talked about a very archaic concept, which you said yourself, but I am emphasizing, you don't speak of pensions anymore. Pension is like, the what do you call those? The ancient creatures that were...
1: Dinosaur. Dinosaurs.
2: (laughs) Pensions are dinosaurs. There is nothing called pension. Yeah. Okay? When you say pension, you're talking about your grandfather's days of defined benefit pension plans. Defined benefit pension plans are gone in private sector, uh, out the window. Yeah. Unless you work for the state or the government. Only for public service. Mm-hmm. defined benefit pensions that dramatizes what sea changes happened in in human asset management in the past defined benefit pension plans assume that there was life lifelong employment with an employer hmm? and they and I don't want to go into the benefits detail but that got changed with defined contribution plans So it's very easy for employers to offer define their contribution plans, 401k plans to any type of talent group, okay? You can just uh, open up your 401k plan to various talent groups if you want to. They don't have to be an employee. Uh, The university, we are affiliated with all the visiting professors are eligible for the 401k plan mm? because it's based on what they contribute, not what the employer contributes. Employer contributes a matching amount, very little matching amount, okay? But based on what you contribute. mm? So pensions, remember, pensions are your responsibility. Is the individual's responsibility what income you have at retirement? Hmm? So what? That's what. That's what I try to tell my students, young students. Hey, start saving money for your retirement right now. Put aside 100 dollars, two thousand, five hundred dollars every month.
0: Hmm? I was I was uh, laughing in my head right now because what you're saying is the gig economy is new but it's not so new. It's actually a very old concept. If you think back to agrarian societies where I may own my own uh, land and my own house, I'm going to go farm and I'm going to choose when I'm going to work and where I'm going to work and I'm going to store up money for the future. I'm going to do all these things. Uh, That's what we've come back to. Um, Gig workers are really um, trying to, they're defining their own futures and they're creating putting together several different gigs to create a lifestyle that they want. They've given up on the idea that the employer is the hero of their story.
2: The employers have also changed their paradigm. They realize, employers are realizing, why should I hire hundreds of people as regular full-time employees? Okay? When the work... Nature of work is so dynamic, so changing, ever-changing. You know, job descriptions are obsolete. If somebody tells me, uh, write a job description, I say, what? What? What job? There is no job. There are just roles, okay? Flexible working opportunities, okay? Yep. okay. I I agree with you. To, Sorry enough. As Said we want to gig economy is going to major change. I suggest our listeners really look out for our book because we are presenting a new model for this new age of work, the human asset lifecycle model.
1: Thank you, Dr. Bob. So as we close out today's uh, podcast, podcast number 10, so I think one of the key takeaways is today's workers, they, they want flexibility and they want to work when they want to work and where they want to work. So, on the other hand, organizations need to provide flexible options to the employees, and they need to embrace the gig workers. Would you guys agree with, it, with me Absolutely. on that? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, thank you for being part of our podcast number 10, and we will see you next time.
0: All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Take care. Thank you.